Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. No time for that intro, lads. We're back off to sea. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia, episode 43 The Battle of Unork. Last time in Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autorvia. The crew, after reaching New Atlas, spent the afternoon in court, convincing Queen Fear that the Tortles were in trouble in confirming Rourke's plea for help. Now ready and prepared, the crew have set sail to a battle that will forever be in the history books. But how will they do? Let's find out. So, setting us back in the scene, you've sailed, you sailed off, and you've got three more long weeks at sea. Is there anything you wish to do on the ship, RP-wise or anything else, before we roll initiative? Um, not particularly. I think Reed said what he needed to say. Reed's got a focused on the target hand now. He's facing with no more clarity. So. Yeah, okay. Castle's just wearing holes in all these punching bags. Eli secretly restocks the punching bags whenever Picasso goes to bed. If that's the case, then we're on for initiative. Right, okay. Uh, 21 or higher? 25. Anyone else? Okay. Uh, 16 to 20. 18. Gasso? No. No, I was just itching my face. Oh, no, man. What, what, what have you got? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going to go all the way down uh, because I rolled a, even with advantage, a seven. A seven. Yup. Just have to carry a second. Just because how I'm going to run this is, this is going to be a, um, because this entire zone is combat, we're just going to stick to these rolls for the entire thing because there's different parts of this fight so we'll, to keep it simple and save the amount of rolls we're just going to keep to the one initiative a-okay with me keep it simple stupid always works for me Caso loves taking up the rear in these initiatives I'll just put carry at the bottom so we can make a start
Right, so read as the um as the free ships start to um as as you sail through the ocean, the um a small little mountain on an island starts to appear visible as it gets slightly bigger and ever so bigger. And as you get reach a certain point, you start to hear gunfire and explosions. As through the top of the mountain just suddenly explodes as a roar fills the sky and you see the king climb out through the top of the mountain for his wings open and he shoots off into the sky, flying off south. As you start to approach, though, you see um, these four ships blocking the entryway into... Um, well, I see. You see these four ships coming up on the um, front of the mountain that look like they're um, blocking the Pacific Point over to the left. But as you um, reach a certain point, you hear horns in the distances. The ships start to maneuver. But now we are in naval combat. So, Reed, what are you up to? Where are you on the ship? What are you wanting to do? You are about 50 foot away from the enemy. The ship is about 50 foot away from the enemy ships. And you have the deck. So, you got your mortar, you got other weapons. I might actually just quickly bring out the sheet on my own as well. Probably help if I had shoot visible on my end. I've literally in a line by the way, that one, two, three, four. Um, they're fairly spread out though, so they're each like 20 foot apart. Okay. And are we like coming, and I'll like say it's them four get us free information pretty much. Because I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna order the frontal cannon to fire. That is fine. Uh, so you make me a ranged weapon attack, please. 13 plus 11, 13 plus 10, 23. That hits. Which okay. ship are you aiming at? Uh, I'm, um, are we in the middle of our three ships? I'd say you're, I'd say yes, though. You're each about 20-ish foot apart, and your ship is slightly quicker than other ships, so you're probably about 10 feet ahead of the rest. Okay, so in the middle. Uh, I'm going to go for one of them ships in the middle of it on the other side. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking at one, two, three, four. Uh, it'd be number two yeah. I'd aim for. Yep, so you're going for the one on the left-hand side in the middle. Yes, that's correct, yes. Of all of my D12s. So, 4d12. 4d12 bludgeoning damage. Okay then, my dice seek death. Uh, 22, 32! Nice, 32. As you jump onto the front of this cannon, you hit the button which fires fires one of the cannonballs out, which connects directly at the front mast. 
making mm. a massive dent as wood splinters flies everywhere. Hmm. Um. How far ahead of us are they currently? Uh, about forty-ish feet ahead. Forty feet ahead. Okay, cool. Just need just to keep track of it. Uh, I've as my uh, as my bonus action, I want to bardic inspiration on the crew. And then I'm then I'm members. Okay, that is fine. So one for Ran, one for Gasso, one for Lai. And if we could, mm, I think that's yeah. And taking one for one of a member of the crew because I can't cast on myself. I just found out as well. So. Okay, so Eli, it's your turn. I'm guessing you're at the wheel. Okay. Yes, then. So you, as you see these um, four ships in front of you, about 40 feet ahead, they're each about 20 foot apart, blocking this specific area over to the left of the mountainside. Okay. Uh, what did Reed fire? The frontal cannons, yeah? Yeah, he fired the frontal cannon. Right, I'm going to fire the mortar. That is nice. So as you like jump back in, one of Bib just like slam dunks a cannonball in for you as you like start turning the wheel to adjust it into its position. So that ship has to. Which one are you aiming at? The one that Reed hit. Yeah, I'm just trying to collect like damage one of them as much as possible. Okay, so he has to make a DC 15, and he gets a plus five. 14 total, so that is full damage as as you like jam the lever and there's a massive bang that makes your ears ring as a fireball just shoots up into the air hundreds of feet before coming back down and getting a direct hit on this ship as you just see this explosion in the distance as crew members fly off of the ship. Roll me some damage. So it's D100 bludgeoning plus 30 fire. Uh, that's 85 plus 30, so 115. Okay. Now, that ship is looking rough. Die! <laughs> that ship is starting to sink already. It's very slowly and a little bit of it's functional, but it's looking rough. Uh, but now it's ship number one's turn, who is going to fire a mortar back at you guys. So, uh, Eli, I'm going to say since you're at the wheel, you can make me the roll. So it's a dexterity saving throw and you add five to it. DC is 14 on these ships. Okay, that is 13 plus five, so 18. So that's half damage. Screaming! So, D100 and a D10. Would have been fucking phenomenal with damage as well. And divided by two. Plus 30, which is also halved. So, you, you take 55, the ship takes 55 damage all in. 
as this mortar hits this side, taking a big chunk out of the um, frontal half. The crew quickly works to try and douse the flames a bit as it the ship moves up about 20 foot out, so it gets about 20 foot closer to you and about 30 foot to the left of you. 30 foot left, 20 foot closer. But that ends their turn, and it's ship number two, which they are going to use their action to do boat swing repair. So they restore one hundred points. But that takes up their action. And ship number three, because ship number three rolled all right. And he is going to take a mortar shot at Rock's ship. Which rolls a 17 plus 6. So they are fine. So that's... 76. As, as one of the um, is the, the um, fireball comes across and it just smacks into the front of his ship. Given his ship's size, there doesn't appear to be any like damage from the angle that you're looking at, but the front of it got hit quite badly. But then it's Fear's ship, which is going to t which is going to go to the left and take some cannon shots at it. 18 hits them. So that's 5d20. 60 damage on ship number one, as the entire front end is just bombarded with cannon shots. That ends that turn. So, Picasso, what do you want to do as you stand on, as you stand on the middle of the deck? watching the chaos ensue around and seeing the dragon fly off south but he is basically out of your peripheral now uh, with that I want to make sure that the health of the ship is the 225 that's on the sheet yes okay alright so then you've at currently this point taken... hold on uh, you've currently taken 55 damage yep so I have it at 175 currently yeah uh, with that uh, I won't use our the Boatswain boys yet. I'll tell them just to hold, bros, hold, right? Like, we can take a couple more hits before we got to do anything, bros. Um, and with that, I'll use my bonus action to reload the mortar for either Ran or the next person to fire. And then I will uh, fire the front cannons again. That is fun. Uh, make me a attack roll. Alright. And it's plus 10 to hit. Let's go. And who are you going for? Uh, clearly the ship. Uh, number one. The one that's really fucked up already that we've been targeting this whole time. Oof. Uh, well, that's gonna miss because that's only a 13. I'm afraid that does miss. The cannon just goes slightly over the decking as it lands crashing into the mountain behind it. Sorry, Brass. I don't usually do that. It's Rock's turn, and he is going to take a mortar shot. So, ship number three. Natural 20. So, ship number three takes half damage. 
It's our fully four count on ship number four. That ends their turn. So, Ram, what do you want to do? What is the, like, right in front of Ram? Um, I have to admit, got... I, missed, I missed most of the beginning of this because I was checking on my youngest brother's gecko. Yeah, no, I'll, like... I'll explain it. Just kidding. Um, you've got your ship's about 10 feet ahead of Fears and Rorks, which Fears is 10 foot behind you to the left, Rorks is about 15 to the right behind. And then you've got four ships that are slowly making their way across towards you. The ship two and one have taken quite the beating. Ship three is fine and Ship 4 has just been hit by Rourke. I do recall the ship had a battering ram. I kind of want to ram it. Yeah, you can you can make a command and that would... Uh, ship number 1 is within range, so if you make the command, um, the sails can be dropped in, the ship will move to, to ram. Okay. You just hear a ram shut up. All right, everybody, hang on! And then the sails will drop. And the shit goes, The lie on the wheel's like, well, fuck it. Right, so they must make a DC 15 deck save. And on a two, they get hit. So Kerry, roll me a D100 and add 30 to the total. Oh boy, so that's 90 and a 4 on the dice, so 124 I believe. Well, considering they only had 90 left, exactly, as how does this ship go down? Well, everyone here has ran and yelled to brace themselves, and the ship goes steaming forwards, and with a deafening crash and just bits of shit matter flying everywhere, we cleave it straight in half. Yeah, there is a lot of screams. Is some get hit directly by it, some get hit by debris, and some drown. Pirate fighting is pretty rough. Then Ran right. just looks. I want to say Ran looks around at everyone else on the Brotanic with like this big toothy grin. Like I do good, Ran do good. You get a giant total thumbs up. Skype probably skittered across the deck or something when we took off suddenly. And now it's ship number four, so they are going to take a mortar shot at you. Uh, let's give let's give Chad the let's give Chad the die. Let's see, can roll me a dexterity saving throw and add five to it. You need to beat fifteen. Whew. Well, I needed to beat 15, because that's an 11 on the die, so that's a 16. Okay, so you take... Oh, that would have been fucking phenomenal as well. Plus 30. You take 75 damage all in, as this cannonball just crashes down through the middle. Whew. That would have that would have been hundred and twenty points of damage otherwise. 
Well, good thing I got an 11. That in ship's number four's turn, so we're back to the top of the order in Reed. What are you doing as you just managed to jump out of the way of this fireball that comes crashing down into the middle of your ship? Okay, bonus action, we use that first as well, you, Alex? Yeah, that's, you, you can use it in whatever order you want to. Uh, bonus action I'm going to use is to reload the mortar. Uh, the mortar is ready to fire, and I made a slight mistake. It's. The mortar. The mortar. Oh, did he? Oh, oh, oh sorry, it's a bonus action. I thought I had in my head it suddenly it was an action, but no, I'm, that Chad was correct. It's a bonus action. My bad, I missed Okay. Yeah, bad. So uh, the, uh, the mortar uh, is ready to fire. Okay. Um, I will leave the mortar in a light, their capable hands, because my dice aren't quite on that level. Uh, we're, we're still not level with anyone yet, are we? Um, you're. We've round bombed. Position's bumped a bit through. awkward now because since you've round the left ship, mm. you're uh, you're diagonal to the second ship. The second ship's about ten foot northwest of you. Okay, we can move a ship on our turn as well, can't we? Uh, yeah, you can use your action to command the ship to be moved, as you're not at the wheel, so it would cost you your action. Okay. Okay, um, because I was going to, uh, I was going to use the side cannons, but, so I might wait yeah, for a light to, so I might, you're, you're in, we can. You're in, you're at the right angle to use your cannons. Then, uh, let rip and let slip the dogs of war. 17 plus 10, 27. That hits. And that is 5d20. Yes, yeah, 5d20. 20. Okay. Okay, all of my d20s. Right. Okay. Okay, 16, 17, 15, 12, and 18. Math, Matt. Caitlin, help. <laughs> Please. Say them again. 16, 17, uh, 15, uh, 12, and 16 again. 76. Thank you. 76 bludgeoning damage. 76. And then seeing that I have my bonus action still, I'll make the ship immediately hide. What I will do is I will use um my I will use uh my uh my two sorcery points I got from my feet to um um fire my firebolt as a bonus action. Do you have quicken spell, do you? I do have quicken spell, yes. Okay. Yes, so that uses up both my sorcery points, and I'm going to fire at one at one of the other um, ships' sails. That is fair. Stop in their tracks. You can roll me to hit. Okay. Uh, 
That is only a 18 all in. 18 is the D. 18 is the AC. That is 11 fire damage. Um, 11. So ship number three could reach. 11 fire damage. Uh, let me. I'm gonna roll a saving throw. Uh, actually, nah. It, it catch fire, but it will take. I'll fill up a meter, so that's 13 on the meter. So the sails do catch fire. Okay. Uh, Ally, it's your turn. As as Reed. Reed seems to be coming into his own. Is this is probably the loudest you've ever heard him? Because he shouts for the um, crew to fire as they hit the cannons on the right hand side and. The second ship is just blown with a barrage of cannon fire. Fire at will! Okay, I'm gonna spend... I'm gonna leave the mortar for someone else to sort. Well, someone else to fire on their go. And I'm gonna swing the ship round so we can use the main cannons. What, the frontals or like... the um, sides? Sides, so I kind of swing so we're like direct on side, so you can just fucking murder someone. That is fair. Yeah. Um, as you're the one behind the wheel, that is a part of your action. Oh. If some, if if you're at the wheel, you can move the ships. You can do the ship's movement. If someone else wants to move the ship, then they would have to use their action. If they're not at the wheel. As we're like turning. I dive for the water and Bib like continues the turn. And number four is the one that's like further out, isn't he? Yeah, he's the furthest away, but you would hit him with a mortar shot because he's within eight. Yeah. He's basically just under 80 feet away. I'm going to aim a mortar at him. So he has to make a DC. 13 on the dice, so he does make it, so it is half damage. That's fine. Uh, the plus 30 doesn't get halved, though. It's just the dice roll. Jesus, dice, calm down. Uh, 93 halved is, we round down, so 46. 46. Plus 35, so 76. Jesus. Oh, I see it's just in general. As you can't see the ship from this angle because like other ships are in the way, but you can see the smoke rising in the screams of burning flesh. This is fine. Uh, right, so you still technically have a bonus action if you wish to use it. Uh... I'll reload the mortar while I'm there. I'm efficient. That's fine. Uh, so, do, 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 do. it's ship number two's turn. 
Uh, they've used their boat swain repair, so they can do that. Uh, he is going to start to flee, so they are going to move 30 foot towards Fear's ship. They don't quite get into range to ram, though, so they're going to use their frontal cannons. And they got a two on the dice, so they miss massively. You're pretty sure you see the person who missed get thrown overboard. That's her turn. Ship number three is going to take a cannon shot at you. For a... 16 on the dice. So that hits. 54 blood. The ship takes. As men as men and women and other people quickly jump and other pirates quickly jump out of the way as cannonballs barrage the front of your ship. And that, and that puts fear in line. So she is going to take a frontal cannon shot at the ship that just shot her for a natural 20. Yeah, that's, that's fucking way more than 38. So you just watch this overly sized, like, cannon on the front of her ship being a ship like twice the size of yours, it shoots at the um, ship in front of it, and the entire front half of the ship just obliterates in an explosion, which takes them out the initiative. Uh, Picasso, it's your turn. Uh, the ship is currently at 27 HP. What do you want to do? I guess at 46. We took the first 55, then 75, and then just 54. Did I miss a damage in there? Uh, I've got it going down to 80, and then it just took 53. Oh, I thought that other uh, ship uh, attacked the is ship, not ours. Um, I'm fine either way. I, I just Yeah, I, th I think that was a different one. Going over my notes because I'm keeping track of your ship as well. I've got it written down at 27 at the moment. It, All right. I've got it written. It was at 80 and then just took 53 from a um, mortar shot or can no cannonballs. All right. Uh, well then, I'm going to use my turn to clearly uh, do the boatswain. But I I ask since I am the head of the boatswain boys I feel that I deserve some sort of bonus for being the one who actually does this like I, I mean this is my job I, I, I lead the boatswain boys I spend my roll time swinging around the ship roll me a d20 and add your proficiency bonus uh well that's a 9 on the die so that's 14 uh you can add an extra 14 to your roll then Oh, I thought I just got the 100. Oh, yeah. So, 114. Nice. So, 131 HP, then. You settled on that. Yes. 
All right. I like it. Uh, uh, you still have a bonus action, though. Uh, with my bonus action, I, I probably wouldn't do much of anything else. I would just prepare. Uh, the mortar's already loaded, so I would just make sure everything else is loaded. I would use my bonus action to give help to the next person to aim whatever they're aiming. Yeah, so as the crew runs swift, swiftly round, preparing and repairing, preparing the cannons and re preparing, repairing the ship, Rourke will take a mortar shot at ship number three. 190. Die, ship, die. And had 139 left. So as as they fire, as you just hear from Rourke's like echoing voice, he shouts fire. As you just hear a bang as this huge fireball shoots from the back of the ship. And as it connects down onto um, the enemy ship, it connects directly with their mortar and gunpowder causing a chain reaction as Ship number three is just completely nuked in a fireball. His bodies just fly everywhere. That's their turn though. So Ran, uh, there's one ship left over in the distance about 60 feet away. That looks like it's about to start retreating because it's heavily damaged. Do we Nah, let's fire at it. Yeah. No witnesses. Is um, that a mortar shot or a cannonball? Mortar. I do love a mortar shot. Uh, so that's a deck save on them. That's another natural one. Oh dear. So roll me, roll me a d100, double it, and add 30. I'm going to roll my heart voice. Over to the dice. That'll be 162 in total then. I mean, considering he had 30, it is basically the same scenario as you fire off this massive fireball, which normally the firewoods go, but the adrenaline running for you at the moment is this full-on naval warfare takes place. You sort of ignore the fire as it shoots up into the air, slamming down onto the ship trying to flee. As the same chain reaction happens, as it hits the gunpowder, the ship is just completely obliterates in an explosion. They said there's like a mushroom cloud in the scene. Yes, the explosion reaches the top of the mountain in front of, standing in front of you. Ooh. So we're not out of combat, but I'm going to say what that is, is we are in a, in a less hostile environment. So uh, that takes us back to the top of the order as there is no ships left. About 30 foot in front of you, you can see a small entranceway hidden 
just behind some like foliage and other plants. But Reed, you are still at the helm, so what do you want to do? Not at the helm. The f- what? Wait, the ship, the front of the ship's the helm, isn't it? Proud. That? No, that's the um. Proud. But yeah, long day. While standing <laughs> at the prow, Reed back and said, "Like, take us in." Yeah. So you use your action, and the ship starts to move with in in the foliage. Um, Ali, can you make me a dex? Can you make me a dex check as for the ship as it is quite a tight squeeze for here? Uh, with my decks or with the ship's decks? Uh, ship's decks, so plus five. Uh, that's a 17. Yeah. Sure. There's a couple of scrapes, but it makes it through the worst bit. As you come out into this, um, it's kind of beautiful, actually, because as you come through this rocky entrance, you're met with these, these like, beach fronts in this beautiful town in other that has like houses made of wood and other bits and whatever else they could find on the island over to the left hand side with fields of flowers on these other beaches and as beautiful as it is Picasso you also seen just how damaged and worn torn it is is structures have collapsed and flower beds are on fire and fountains are destroyed but what do you want to do Eli is it your turn you're about 30 foot from the beach I yell drop anchor and I'm going to yeet myself off the edge of the boat and go to shore that's fine that you could make it on put me yeah you could make it easily onto beach with your movement Jesus Christ I forget forget you have 75 I think. Yeah, sounds right. So you make it onto the beach with about 40 foot of movement left as you look, as you come onto the dock, this like dockyard, you've got your makeshift boats which are mostly um, destroyed and you come to face with this like, this flat town square area where there's lots of like dinks in the ground and sparks of lightning from where Storm Shield was clearly causing chaos in here. I'm kind of awaiting the others because Picasso knows exactly where the Elder Tortle would be at this time of day. It's fine. Uh, oh, should need to remove them because Fear's gonna... It's rock and Fear's ships don't fit through the entranceway so they're gonna be a bit delayed. Picasso, it's your turn. Yes. Uh, so, I have 50 feet of movement. Uh, but with... Uh, I'd use a step... Of, I'd use a key point right away. And you step of the wind. And I'd start checking any of these houses. Uh, to see if there's anyone around. Yeah. Uh, just to... So you're are you leaping just because you're the ship's um, anchored thirty foot from the shoreline? So are you using your boots to do your massive jump? Are you? 
Oh yeah, basically I, I'm leaping from the ship to the shoreline. I'm, I'm going straight over the ocean, not even, like, and quite easily. Yeah. Bonus action, you just, as you start charging, the boots start to, like, glow with a black shaky energy, and as you leap, you crack the um, boards that are underneath you as you all just see Picasso fly through the air, landing right at the other end of the um, town square where you've just landed, Malai. Um, he just comes slamming down, cause a little ripple as he lands, <laughs> as you like slam your fist into the ground, and. You see, you can just see the destruction around you, Picasso. Is there appears as you see other turtles fighting pirates and what looks like masked, masked-hooded uh, soldiers with, with double-bladed swords. You can see the turtles holding their own, but looking around you, you see just endless destruction. Is fountains and flower beds have been destroyed and houses are. Damaged, if not completely turned to dust. Uh, so, with that, do I see any turtles that seem to be losing their fight? Uh, you see a turtle over to the right-hand side, about thirty foot from you, who appears, who like gets knocked down onto the ground. Is this masked soldier, soldier lookalike who looked fairly similar to? The guy who was with Avery Jr. lift up the blade to bring down a killing blow. Uh, as I still have a buttload of movement, I would just like to uh, use it to basically spear this guy with my weight and just throw my spike shell in him to take him out and then to try, yeah, just to take this guy out. Uh, roll to hit. Oof. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. 15 is our AC, so you hit. Um, what would you call your shell? Um, call it D12 and double the damage. Uh, adding my strength to this, or... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then that's an 8 on the die, so double to a 16, plus 5 is, or plus 6 is 22. 22. Um, as you, like, spear this, um, dude, he, he looks over as just the spear, your spiked shell just goes through his entire front, including his face, as he just collapses to the ground and turns to dust for some reason. There's no blood from any of these, like, dark-masked individuals, but they just... This guy doesn't scream or anything, he just turns to dust as you hit him. The um, injured turtle looks up to you, looking absolutely grateful. A bit too stunned to talk, though. Bruh, I know that you're, like, all kinds of fucked up right now, bruh, but, like, do you know where the elder turtle is? Is he alright? Uh, I'm de- uh, He was with General Maybach last time I saw him. Is the turtle starts to help himself up. Um... I'd say you'd know General Maybach. He's a, um, he's not actually a general anymore, but he he's one of the oldest turtles on this island and a war hero, if that, at that. Like, he's probably one of the most respected turtles on this island. 
He's over in the residential to the right. Hoping of a turtle. Uh, Picasso will help the uh, injured turtle up before going, All right, bro, I gotta go. Tell my friends where I'm going. Yeah, and with that, I'd, I'd say you know, I would see Picasso charging off. Uh, Ran, you're on the deck in, and you saw Picasso just go steaming through the air at speeds you wouldn't thought imaginable. Scout gets excited, and even the carpet gets wriggly and starts getting excited over all the chaos. I like to summon my carpet and take to the sky. That is fine. Yeah, as you like. As you pull out the carpet, it just opens up. The tassel was slapping you in the face slightly as you shake, but this entire carpet opens up. His um, scout jumps onto the front of it. Okay. Ran just basically. Ran has a rifle, so basically she wants to become a flying gunman or something. That is fine. Uh, as you start to. As you take off, uh, 80 foot would get you. Pretty much where Picasso was, as you start, as you watch, as you wonder why Ran picked up a carpet for us to light, and then you just suddenly see Ran fly overhead on that carpet. Uh, Ran, is this like his ears flapping in the wind? Yeah, he's like his ears are like <laughs> flapping, and his tongue's slapping him in the face. Uh, and and, have and, time, we'll have to recreate the whole new world. Yeah. Up in up in this area, you you're looking around. The residential area is a bit too like crowded with houses to see anyone. But you look over to the left, it, a big open beach where you see a loxodon um, attack it with a um, warhammer swinging at these um, pirates that are near him. He's a bit slow with his weapon swing, so the pirates are managing to like step around him, but. Well, you have attack and extra attack, so you can take shots at them if you want to. Ran will open fire. Yeah, I'll even... Uh, wrong way to hit. Okay. But, at this height, I'm going to say you have advantage, because you are basically a sniper. Sniper around, got a crit 20 on our highest, plus 9. Is that enough? Uh, that definitely hits the first guy, so roll me some damage. That's only 16, but it's, you know, something. Still enough to kill him. As as you look at this Loxodon fighting off the guys, he shoves um, one of these pirates back who who was like right in his face about to take a swing and as he's got his back turned to the other, the other pirate like lifts his pistol to take a shot and you're just quicker as you lift up your gun and fire as the <laughs> just like, hits through his head and sends him flying to the floor. Brain matter goes everywhere. I imagine Ran's face is very much like my zoom picture at the moment. Yeah. Um, Scout starts doing tippy taps is you get another kill. Alright, anyone else need their brains blown out? Uh, you do have, obviously you have extra attack and you can see the other guy who the Loxodon is now facing. So 
so you do have a shot at him if you want it. Still at advantage, or...? Yeah. You're basically a sniper. Um, my highest is a 26, 17 plus 9. That massively jumps over their AC carry, so yeah, that hits. That near doubles it. That's only 11 damage in total, but... He, he got hit by the Loxodon, so I'll say that's enough. As he, like, as he notices you in the air and looks up, a bullet just goes through his neck and out the other end as he collapses to the ground. The Loxodon looks up to you and gives you a salute. From somewhere up in the sky, there's a gnoll who just puts her hands up in the air and goes, Woo! It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd, because you can see turtles everywhere, and then there's just one Loxodon. Who is an elephant folk, basically, in short. Dragons not understand why elephant is there anymore. That would end your turn, unless you have a bonus action you want to use. I don't think I've got anything. Okay. Uh, so that brings us back to the top of the initiative with Reed. You're still on the ship. About 30 foot from the shoreline where Eli is. Okay, cool. Uh, I am going to take several steps back and then use my um, use all of my movement to dash. And then when I'm in the air from my dash, I'm going to admit you step to the shore. That's fine. So that uses your bonus action. Wait, are you sure you want to do it that way? Because Obviously, Misty Step is a bonus action, so you'd have to use your action to dash, so that would take up your entire turn. Mm. Whether your uh, Misty Step would be more than enough to get you to the shoreline. Yeah, I'm just thinking... That's just thinking, as I say, like the thing you've been doing at the end. Um, okay, I'll, I'll bonus step... Bonus Misty Step to the shore, and then... Is there anyone needing immediate assistance, sort of thing? Anyone in, like, uh, not tools help immediately? Not where you are, as you, as you like, draw your sword and just disappear as the blade forms, and with a big white flash and whoosh, you appear next to a lie as you land onto the ground. Right. Where to? Where the old portal? I don't know. I tried to ask Picasso, but he fucked off. Which direction? You went that way. Go figure you... that out. I'm going elsewhere. Oh, I was going to say, you go up to him and I'll, and I'll hold the fort here, but okay. I need to find Vaughn. Go find him. Ran? Ran's, you, you then see Ran, like, 50 foot away and, like, 50 foot up in the air. <laughs> you just see her take, like, two, a shot, quickly reload and take another shot. And it's become sniper Ran. Yeah, I think Ran's got this. Uh, you got Can I actually hear him from this far away? I'm shouting. Under all the chaos, I'm going to say no. He's okay. a small Rand's... man in a war zone. Yeah, Rand's got her ears back and her eyes narrowed and she's concentrating. She can't hear you. Okay. I hope Rand's got this. She's first mate. Oh, she's got this. 
I would this is also the first time you realise the carpet actually flies. Yeah. That she picked up. I don't think of me actually clicking in the head and like, oh my god, I could sell that for so much money. Anyway, read. So for all theme intensifies as Rand stares down at you from the carpet. Carrie turns the camera back on. I'm just saying, character. I could. I won't. I could. Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> could. They would. It could. Can I summon Praxid? I can send him with Reed, such that if they desperately need to find me, then Prax can deliver the message. I summon Pedro. Fuck off, Pedro. Um, I will, because of the time, because of the time skip, I will say um, that that can be a free action because chances is they would have been summoned before the fight. So, yeah, that that'd be fun. Okay, Ped, I'm gonna give Pedro instructions to stay here, and if anything goes wrong with Ran, to come and get me or Eli. Okay, that's fine. Pedro just flies off into the air. I have a purple pseudo dragon, like purple and black pseudo dragon, just sitting on your shoulder, looking at you. Right. He stares aggressively at you, Reese. Come get me if you find Vaughn or the Elder Turtle before I do. Uh, okay. Um. I was shall talking we to Prax. Yeah. Yeah. Read saying Prax. Shall we? He just looks at you inquisitively. The fact he can talk to you, like, telepathically, but is just choosing not to out of spite is so in character. Yeah, so, Reed, you charge off into the city to um, do what you can to do, practically on your shoulder, and Pedro flying towards Ran. Uh, Eli, your turn. So, you're... The, this town front is a... This like stretch is about fifty foot, and you can see a bridge at the end on the left, and a bridge on the end at the right. Castle went to the right, so well seventy-five foot movement without any action, so you can make it to the end. Yeah, I'm gonna get there, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and judge. So I have a good sensation for both Vaughn and Abius's magic now, so I'm just gonna kind of put out the mental feelers of which way is the fucker as you uh, make me an arcana check I'm going to use my bardic inspiration die that I haven't used yet I have flat arcana a d6 to read yeah so that puts that up to a 16 it's odd, because as you reach out and try to feel for magic, you get little blips all over the place. And as you look in one of the directions, you can see a suit of armor identical to um, what Vaughn was wearing. But you can see, but then you see another one in another direction going up against a torso. And you realize that maybe these are like mini clones all the as as you feel these blips, you can see in directions some some of them, and they're all identical to each other. Yeah, I'd kind of got garnered that from them turning to black dust. 
So it's kind of, where is a big bulk of magic rather than the blips? Um, nothing feels that present at the moment. There is, you can feel like a big blip, but it's not like off to the um, north of you, but it doesn't feel like Avius or um, Vans. I'm going to move towards it regardless, because, I mean, it might be the turtles. He's old and wise, he might have magic. So how much movement would you have? Well, I can expend it point. 25, then I can step in the wind and be like, lol, bye. Yeah, so that would give you 175 all in. Yep. Which wouldn't be quite enough to get you to that far north, but that would get you most of the way. Yeah. Fear ship, fear ships has to slowly make it through, but they're at a snail pace with the size of the ship. Um, so Picasso, you're next. Uh, as you walk, as you run into this um, like busy area with all the housing, you can see turtles fighting it up, and you can see um, the turtle who the other guy was on about which is General Maybach, is you literally watch him, is there's like two of these soldiers fighting. One, two of these soldiers fighting him. One like stabs him in the arm as he lets out a roar, pulls the blade out of his shoulder and stabs the guy behind him before picking up the guard in front of him and just snapping his back over his knee like Bane did to Batman. As he looks over to is this like seven foot turtle looks over to you and his old age just gives you a nod uh i will run over to general maybach and bro where's elder turtle the older i ain't seen him in a while uh i think he went over to the left you seen the loxodon around here that's a friend of his Oh, bro. Oh, I think like uh, maybe there was one like back there in the battlefield, but like they looked like they were doing all right, bro. Not sure that I hadn't heard from him in a while. You can see kind of like a panicked expression just come over Picasso's face as he's looking at uh, this actually larger than him turtle, which is not as common as you would think and he's just staring up at him like bro like i just i just have to find elder turtle like anywhere anything to help me bro i haven't been up to the train in, in the gardens on the right could be up there all right bro if you see a furry bro an angry bro or a bastard bro come by here like tell him that that's where i'm going he, he looks with you a bit of confusion at the terms, but he just gives you a nod. All right, I'll let them know. Good luck. As he gives you a like a heavy, like slam pat on the shoulder and starts to make his way north. And I will burn another point of key 
to once again activate Step of the Wind. So I just have pure speed and just bolt my way over that way. That's fine. Yep, yeah, you can make, you basically make your way into like the garden area, which you can see, um, you can see um, other turtles knock it out and like a group of pirates that they've managed to get to surrender who are like basically sat in the corner with their hands on their heads uh, the elder turtle doesn't appear visible up here just other turtles licking their wounds and keeping an eye on pirates that have surrendered uh, I don't think I have any movement if I have movement left I think at this point he isn't right up here on these parts of the island I would beginning to keep continuing uh, north to where his home is because I would assume you know he keeps a lot of things in his home that he wouldn't want destroyed if the other turtles are doing well at this point that's fine uh, so you you've used movement to get here you've used bonus that did you leap to the garden area or did you run to the garden area uh, I probably would have ran, so just in case there was anyone on the way who needed assistance, I would have been able to offer a quick clothesline or blow on the way. So you're sort of in the same position as a lot. If you were to use your action to dash and do your um, jump mechanic, you would get quite close to where a is on the map currently, as you're a bit further up, but to the right. So if you were to travel left and do your jump, you would probably land fairly close to where Eli is. Or you can travel back through the town. It's up to you. Uh, I would actually, I would, without knowing that Eli is going that way, I would travel slightly behind Eli, I guess, in that way then, because I would also go north. So you're jumping across the um, lakefront? Yeah. Right. You just see these turtles cheer behind you as you just leap through the air. And as, as you look over to the left, where the cove entrance is, you can just see um, Fia's ship just about squeezing through as soldiers are getting ready on the um, on the deck of it. But as you slam down onto the ground, about 30 foot to the left, you can see Eli starting to run up the shoreline. But that ends your stuff, because that's all you've got on your turn. Um, Ran, about... Uh, about 120 foot ahead of you, you can see um, Eli in about 30 foot to the right of Eli. You can see Picasso, who just lands in, starts to um, charge up the charge up the beach north. Oh, Ran's absolutely following Picasso at this point, then. Just whoosh, yeah. yeah, the car, the carpet just remote, takes off, steaming through the air. As you both see the car. As you both start making your way up the, this um, beachfront, you can see Rand's carpet flying overhead. Anything else on your turn, Rand? Nope, just snipe around trying to keep up. Yeah, that is fair. So, Reed, you're... At this point, you basically reach where Rand just was. As you, you look up to Rand and just the carpet shoots off. Right. Uh, 
Come on, Rex. Let's try and keep up if we can. I'm I'm pretty sure that Rex is actually faster than I am, right? As well, yeah. Double heel movement. I mean, he'll be very annoyed if you keep calling him Praxis when his name is Praxodite. I didn't know call him Prax. Sounds like Praxis. Oh. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, let's do our best to keep up. I will um, engage my, my boot of haste to try and keep up. That's fair. With one, you just like click your arm heels together as you feel this like lightness take into your legs. There's no place like home. <laughs> Bad. Get in the pit. And you charge across the um, you charge across the water. So that will give you sixty with regular movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I go running after as fast as I can. Double dash or just break it or just movement. I don't know what you want to do with your action. Joe, I'm, I'm gonna double dash. I'm just, gonna, I'm just trying to keep up right now. Yeah. At this point, you finish crossing the water as you can see a lie in the castle about thirty foot ahead, in a loxodon slams down onto the ground next to you. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to scare you if I did. Sorry, what is your name? Reed. Dorin the Ancient is my name. Gordon the Ancient. Dorin. Dory, Dora Dick Dora. At, at this point, a meteorite falls on Reed and kill, kills him instantly. It's the heat, Alex. At this point, he he stands back up and is like, "Right, I must find the elder. I'll see you later." As he ch- find starts him charging too? off. What? what? Yes, we're trying to find him too. His home's the best place I can think of. Would you mind giving? So I'm heading this way. As he points in the direction a lion and Picasso are heading, and Ran is also heading up in the air. Yeah, everyone's going away. Could you? How big is the guy? Like eleven foot tall. He's he's a big lad. Can you give the lift, please? We're going the same way. With with he just his trunk swings around and hoists you up onto his shoulder. Thank you. As he starts to charge off in the direction, he's a bit slower. He's a bit slow because he only has twenty foot of movement because he's an old man. But he starts making his way down. Uh, Eli, what do you want to do? I'm basically making a beeline for that magical kind of essence that I sensed. And I'm just going full pelt. I haven't noticed Ran or Picasso at this point. I'm just going full pelt. Um, so what? Double dash again? Yep. Okay, I will put a picture in the chat. As... Ignore the map because it's extremely it's extremely low quality, but it give, it just gives you an idea of the area that you're entering. Uh, your movement would get you about halfway across this bridge. So basically, like at the bottom of the map, so with mm-hmm. with what 
with a double dash, I would get you to about the end of this bridge. Halfway across it, or so. And as you get to this, you see um, this seven-foot-tall tortle um, battling out with Elvik, the um, Dark Elf, who this tortle size is definitely like wearing down on Ulvik, but suddenly with unnatural speed he sidesteps the um hammer the hammer blow before teleporting behind this torso and taking his head clean off his shoulders as he lands back down on the ground and just looks at you rely with a grin like which is a bit shocking because this man is, he is an elderly man but he moves unnaturally And he is the magic source that we feel. Elias pulled her glaive and has one hand glowing currently, so it's just kind of prepared just in case. Uh, Picasso, you're. You could do this. I know it's you know, slightly less movement, but I would say you could do the same. Like you could, with a double dash, you could get. Oh, I know, because you can fucking do your jump, can't you? If you want to. Um, what I know a faster way to get to Elder Tortle's house, like, I'm not going for this magic source at all. Like, I don't care about that. I'm trying to get to Elder Tortle's place, which I know is at the far north end. Yeah, this is, um, where the same place as the magic source. So, I'd say, I'd say with a bit of maneuvering, you could probably get there in about 100 foot of movement as you basically um as you cut through the um foliage on the right hand side you jump across the water and land on the beach next to this bridge as you as you see um Maybach's body hit the floor the um this dark elf standing on the um closest stead across the other end of the lake that's closest to you. So just across the lake is um, the turtle's ship house. Cooper is very <laughs> Cooper is very talkative. Yeah, Cooper is quite talkative. She's really learning how to get that old voice going. Uh, but uh, Picasso seeing uh, the uh, Maybach go down, like his, you'd feel like horrible and want to try to do something about it but would I also see a lie with their glaive out yeah you can see um, a lie on the um, about halfway across the bridge like 30 foot behind you um, at this point Picasso's not 100% sure that they can trust everything that a lie is going to do but they're pretty sure that they'll at least kill that guy so at this moment Picasso's still one and only thing is getting into the ship to see if Elder Tortle is there or where Elder Tortle is and if he is alright. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, this beach area is about a hundred foot long, but with your um with your dump, jump dash mechanic you could basically leap over Olvik and the lake and reach the um the ship. As I leap over Alvik, I, I just give him the middle finger as I'm, like, flipping over him. Just like, this is how little I care about you. I'm not even going to handle you. 
I have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> that is more than fair. Um, as you land down onto the ground, you um, come face to face with the um, ship front where he's got like, there's like a hole inside the ship that's got a curtain over it. So as you like throw back the curtain and look inside, it's, it, you don't see anyone on this ground floor, but this is a big ship. There's still two, there's still the middle deck and the top deck. Yeah, I think I, if I have any movement left, I would start going and just running through the ship and just, Elder Turtle, bro! Like, where are you, bro? You have about 20 foot left, so I could say you could make it to the stairs to that start to go the middle deck. So that would end your turn. Cool with me. Uh, so, Ran, it's your turn. As you um, start to fly over, you get to like the beginning of the bridge is you see um, Picasso entering this um, massive ship at the end of the um, beachfront and Eli staring down this um, dark elf standing over the corpse of another torso. I think Brian would still be trying to follow Picasso because, you know, not to be rude, Eli's business is kind of her business. I don't think Brian knows who that dark elf is. For reference, because you have met him in the past, he was the one who summoned um, Powder Keg's undead corpse to fight you on Avery Jr.'s island. Oh, that did. Eh, Ran is still following Picasso because you know, bro ship us until the end or something. That is fair. So you fly over to there, and with the with the carpets moving, you can just about make it to the. Um, are you going through the same entrance as Picasso or onto the deck? Mm, probably the same. Same entrance. Yeah, your carpet, carpet. Yeah, your carpet movement will get you to about five foot off the front door. Right. Then Bran will leap down and scrunch up the carpet quickly. Kicking your way into through the front, you can see Picasso starting to charge up the stairs. Um. Follows if she's got any movement left. Uh, you, you're out of movement, but you could use your action to dash, and therefore you would be in pace with Picasso then. Alright. Picasso, as you start to scale these stairs, you, you see Ran charging up behind you, followed by Scout. Uh, Picasso, once again, is one track mind right now, but he does give a quick uh, thumbs up to uh, Furry Bro and Scout. Ran <laughs> promised she'd have Picasso, so. Ryan is coming too. Just the thumbs up as Picasso is just kind of gritting his teeth. Not really sure what we're about to find. Yeah. As you guys are doing that, um, Reed, it's your turn. Okay. As uh, you in, as you in, um, Doran reach the um, bridge, about 20 foot ahead of you, you see a lie draw a weapon to Olvik who is now standing over the corpse of another torso. Okay, um... I can only see a light, yeah? Um, and Doran. No. You can see a light and you can see Olvik from where you're standing on Doran's shoulder, but Ran and Picasso aren't visible. Okay, how far away are they? Um... What, Olvik? 
Yeah, how far away uh, are both from me? Uh, Ali's 30 for Olvik is 60. Okay, um, I can't get close enough. I don't really want to interfere too much because this is pretty a live kill. Um, and I don't fancy kill stealing. But I'm going to assist Ali by casting heat metal on the blade. Just add some extra damage to. Yeah, that'll be 2d8 um, added to your damage when you use your blade. Uh, Reed. If you're slight nick in your plan, um, you would have to drop concentration on haste, so you wouldn't be able to cast heat metal this turn because you'd lose your turn to. Oh wait, no, sorry, you don't suffer the affection of the boots of haste. Never mind, okay. that is fine. You would have to drop haste though to fine. heat metal. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sort of in there, yeah. So you still have an action, but it's up to you on what you want to do. Casting heat metal is my action. I thought it was a bonus action, but okay. It yeah, that's it is. No, it's no action, yeah. Yeah, so bonus action if you want to use it. If not, it's a lice turn. Um, I will... I have, I'm have. i going to hold a bonus action because I need to use shield or something. So I'm going to hold bonus action for now. I'm just going to add... Olvik into the initiative. Um, Eli, it's your turn. What you want to do is you like pull out your glaive and you just see the end start to like glow with heat. I mean, my first instinct is I fucking talk to him. <laughs> Everyone seems to think I'm about to kill this guy, and I'm like, am I? Well, that might be the case. Yeah. So as you um, yeah, as you um, as you start to head up to him, he looks at you with um. Just a, just a smirk as he puts his hand across his sword and the blood seems to disappear off of the end of it. You really had to drag yourself down to their level, didn't you? I mean, says the guy who's butchering a bunch of turtles, but... Yes, exactly. You're down to the turtles level here. Where's Vaughn? He's taken Yoda, turtle. Where? To collect the key on this island. Where? Like I'm really going to tell a traitor that. Avius said I had a free pass up until his resurrection, so no, I'm technically not a traitor. I'm still not going to give it to you though. And you're going to kill me if I try and walk away right now, yeah? Pretty much. There's no, no hard feelings. It's just what it is. Question, DM. Yes. Which one of these fuckers was the one that butchered all the monks on my island? Oh, uh, that was Vaughn. Well, I have a bone to pick with Vaughn first. But you know what? You'll do as a warm-up. I'm gonna lunge at him, because why the fuck not? That is fine. Your movement is more than enough to reach him. Are we counting that conversation as bonus action, object interaction, what? Uh, I'll count it, because that was a little bit of a longer one, I'll count it as a bonus action. Okay. 
then I won't put Hexblade's curse on him yet. That can happen next round. Yeah, I'm just going to go straight in with the glaive and also two attacks for action. Glaive and I'm going to expend a key point straight off and flurry of blows. I'm not fucking. I know how deadly this guy is. I'm not playing ball. Scream. Right. Clave. Clave first. Then Punchy. Because my glaive scales based on my strength as well. Strong. Oh, he has shit. 25 strength. <laughs> We're thinking I'm stronger than Picasso. Just gotta get the sheet, go sheet back up actually, because I accidentally closed it. Well, I believe starting off strong with a crit 20 plus 12. Then let me get my unarmed stripes. With 11. One of those is a 14, the other one is a 22 and a 30. So one so one was below twenty, the others were above twenty. Yep. Okay, yeah. As you go in for the first swing, with that weirdly unnatural reflex, he just like his head just leans back so casually as the blade goes past him. But as you go in for the rest of your strokes, you manage to get a good crack on his side before getting a heavy swing on his front. So roll me some damage. Yeah, like as the as like I missed the first swing. It's probably like the f where he goes to sway back into position and I just hit him with the glaive critical strike, just like, ah, shit. Oh my god, a lie, calm down. Uh, that's 27 with my glaive. 27? Nice. That's literally max with my glaive. And then an arm strike, D8. What are you, D8? Uh, 21 in total. 21 in total. Nice. So that's your turn, is it? Yeah, because I've used my bonus, so. Okay, so um, before we continue, he is going to use his legendary action. Uh, Reed, make me a charisma saving throw. Oh yeah, Reed, what's the um, additional damage with a heat metal weapon? Uh, one moment. 2d8 fire. Add the, roll those as well. Oh, oh, oh. hit him with one of the things that hit was the glaive. I'm rolling at 40, I'm going to save you having to roll that, Rip, rip Matt, because uh, as you as you hit him, the, the glaive connects, but the fire doesn't seem to leave any marks at all. As you learn, he is immune to fire. If I see that, can I see that no damage we've done of it, so can I drop heat mail? You can on your turn. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and what saves it? 
and a charisma. Uh, all in, 23. That passes. You feel a voice in your head in just the word portray, but you manage to just like push those words out of your head as you just feel a bit dizzy for a second. But mm. that ends his turn. So as, as that legendary action ends, um, in the rock, on, on the rock face on the left-hand side, there's like a small, like, there's a weird sound as a small portal opens in. A, um, another one of those masked soldiers appears as he um, holds out his hand and shoots like a black orb at you. Uh, what's your, what's your AC? It is 17. Um, well, that's an 18 total. So that is 3d6. Was it firing at me? Huh? What was it firing at me? The black orb? Necrotic. Meant more came towards is an attack or not? <laughs> no, I didn't I catch that. Is it an attack or not, is what I'm asking. It's an attack roll, yes. Okay. I already know what's coming. Uh, 12 damage all in. 12 I'm gonna... I'm actually not gonna dodge that. Just in case I get my reaction again. Yeah, that's fine. As you, like, manage to shake off this, um, weird, like, f- weird feeling, this orb connects directly in your chest, knocking you off of the, um, Loxodon's shoulders as you okay. take 12 points of necrotic damage. Okay. I'm going to give a bonus action to land excitingly. Uh, it's not even your turn, Reed, so... Uh, I haven't you bonus action, so... But it is Ulvik's turn, and he is going to do... What does he want to do? What does he want to do? He is going to... He is going to take two swings with his longsword at you, Eli. Oh, jeez. Okay, one of them's a miss. It's an 11. And the other is a 19 to hit. His sword, as he takes a swing at you. So, it's a 1d8 weapon. I think I could see a D8 from here. Um, one, two, three. Uh, you take 10 slashing damage, and then this weird, like, necrotic spell comes up the blade as you take a further 11 necrotic damage. Uh, but that ends his turn. So now it's Doran's turn. Who, as he looks up, he um, shouts the arcane words and slams his um, battle axe onto the ground, casting bless on you, Reed, and himself. So you are under the effects of bless. Okay. The D4, isn't it? Yes. That ends his turn. And as he does that, um, there's a small, like, portal behind him and you, Reed, as another assassin pops up and takes a swing at you, Reed. Okay. 
for a 17 to hit. Uh, 17 armor class. But I'm Ooh. going to use my reaction to use shield. And boost That's fine. 22. As the blade strikes, you hold out your hand and it like shoots off of it. He is going to go back for a second swing with his extra attack. And that's only a 17 to hit again. So as he takes another swing, it just bounces off of your hand, deflecting it. But Picasso, it's your turn. You're currently just getting onto the second deck. Uh, right. I will search uh, for any signs of Elder Tortle. Uh, as you look round, you don't see any signs of him on this deck, but it looks like there was a bit of a um, fray up here, as there is like damaged panels and destroyed furniture. Um, seeing the damaged furniture and that there was a ruckus in here, and knowing that there is someone out there who quite possibly could have been involved in it, uh, Picasso, I'm gonna use my bonus action to go into a rage. And then I'm going full on, uh, are we up on the deck now? Uh, you're one level below, below the top deck. Uh, well then, I will use, uh, cause I use my bonus action to go into a rage, so I can move half my movement right away, which is 25 feet. Uh, so I would like to try and get to the deck, if possible. Yeah, that is more than enough movement. As you get up to the top of the deck, you um, look around, you can see where some of the heavy blows will go. Is there is um, splatters of blood up here. Not huge splatters, but noticeable splatters. All right. Uh, seeing that there is still more blood up here, Picasso is even more enraged. And I will look back across the lake area, and can I see, uh, what's his name? The Dark Elf. Alvik. Can I see him? Yes. Uh, I would like to take some steps back so that I have a 10-foot run-up, or hopefully from where my stairs are, there's a 10-foot run-up, and I would like to use all of my... Uh, you know what? Hold on. Before I do this, because whatever, it's, it's time to mess some stuff up. I would like to use my object interaction to use my scroll of haste that I've been holding on to for forever now. Uh, so I do have double actions here. So I would like to use one of my actions to activate Step of the Wind once again. And I'll burn another key point, because whatever. Burn all these before the dragon fight. I still have a bunch. And then. I'm going to use my jump mechanic and I'm going to fly across this lake to basically tackle Ulvik because I need to know what happened here and I'm going to beat it out of him if I have to. That is fine. Uh, as you leap, um, I'm going to call this a dexterity saving throw uh, against whatever barbarian modifier you would have. So, 8 plus... Proficiency plus dexterity plus constitution. All right. Uh, so then that's a 13 plus 6. So that's a 19 you got to beat. 19. Uh, 17 on the dice. And what's his dexterity? He does beat that. So he wouldn't be grappled, but he would still get caught in your impact. So you can deal some damage to him. Uh, yeah, I go full-on Bowser mode, as I said I would on someone. And I'm starting it right here. Uh, 
same again is um thing we'll go around two d twelve and add your double it two d twelve this time like it yeah, we'll, we'll call it the bow we'll call it bowser attack we will make ah. it into official monk maneuver all right bowser attack two d twelve so that's uh, five and a seven so twelve double to twenty four plus six is thirty damage thirty damage as you strike him, he holds his side as, like, the skin around him starts to dissolve and burn off. And what's left before you isn't a dark elf anymore. Um, standing back up at his full height is this gray, this like light gray body with like elven ears and horns coming off the top. He has huge bat wings in the legs of a goat. Is he like? Flicks his neck back into place. It's a rough one. That would be your action, though. So you'd have movement left, but that would be the end of your turn, Picasso. Yeah, no, I'm in. A, I'm in a rage now, and I'm in a. I'm a good spot. I have a shit ton of movement, and I, I have haste up on me now. So uh, let's see. Um. He's going to try his luck again and use his second legendary action. Um, Reed, make me a charisma saving throw again. Uh, that's not good. That's only 13. Um, you are now charmed by Tetivalus, which is his actual name. Oh, tit man, okay. So you are unable to... You can make the saving throw every round on your turn which is a wisdom saving throw now, is you haven't beat the charisma one. But until you beat that, you are unable, you can attack anyone but Tetivalus is, you now see him as an ally. That wisdom, lovely. Uh, Ran, it's your turn though. As you look down and see, as you look from the ship at one of the windows and you can see this weird like demon goat bat winged Son of a bitch. Well, I mean, I was originally just planning to try and see if I could do a wiggle sniffer check to see if I could find anything, but now I'm not sure that's of any use. You can still make a wiggle sniffer check if you want to. Try and activate for a wiggle sniffer. Oh, uh, roll me a perception check with advantage. Come back, Titan Table. Uh, highest is a 26. 26. You're, um, you slam your nose to the ground um, and start sniffing your way up the stairs. Um, Scout does the same, just as making sure he's copying his master. Slams his nose down onto the ground and starts following you. And then as you get to the top, you reach the blood trails. And as you smell, um, you get this odd scent. Like, it's off. The smell goes off to the north behind, like, a cliff face that you can see in front of you. Which doesn't make much sense because there's a cliff face up you that goes up, basically becomes the mountainside. But it smells like the blood is blood trail is through that cliff. Hmm. I'd like to um, summon my carpet again and start going off in that direction for a 
It's fine. As you hop onto the um, carpet, that gives you 80 foot. You start to make your way over to the um, cliffside and you touch it and your hand doesn't go through, but your fingers suddenly bend and poke through. And as you raise your hand, you put your arm through the cliffside as it ripples, revealing that it's an illusion, or at least this small area of it. What's the noise I'm looking for? I guess Ram. She's not the loudest, but she tries to let out some kind of howl or bark to try and get the attention of the others. As this mountainside just riffles. I'd say that would cost you your action, but you can do yeah. that. Um, as you let out... Ran Sorry. basically draws absolutely as much air as she can and tries to howl so that, to get the attention of the others. Yeah. As you let out this howl, the rest of you look at Ran and you can... Picasso, this is kind of a mind-boggling thing to you, because as you look at where Ran is touching this cliffside, the top half of the cliffside, which is the edge of the um, mountain, so if you go through the cliffside, you're back out to sea. But this small area she's touching, which is like a 10 by 10, about 30 foot off the ground, is rippling. Uh, Picasso, looking at this, uh would realize that's probably where they need to go, but now they're standing in front of this, you know, demon-like thing. So that brings us back to the top of the round. Reed, uh, make me a wisdom saving throw. Can I use this on a saving throw? Yes. Then it's 17 all in. That does not beat it. As you, as you feel the grip on you start to fade, the overwhelming joy of just wanted to give this guy a hug takes over again. But what do you want to do on your turn? You've got you're standing next to Dorian on the bridge, and there's a masked assassin behind you. Is it the masked assassin who's cast on me or not? No. Oh, but I he, didn't he was the one who swung at you. Oh, but then I kill him. Or try to anyway. Yeah. I, I'll try to anyway. How f so is he behind me on the ground, yeah? Yes. How far behind? Like five foot, because he took a swing at you while you was on the ground with shield. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to step away. Um uh using my movement and then I'm gonna turn and shoot with my shotgun. You will give him an opportunity attack. Uh okay. 19 to hit. Hits. So, 1d8. Sorry, 1d10. Um, it's only 9 damage. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, turn and I will fire my shotgun. So, I can use full damage. Okay, roll the hit. Actual 20. Nice. So, roll me some damage. 1d12 plus 10. But 1d12 doubled plus 10. Yeah? Yes. Okay, 11 double 22. That's uh, 32 uh, fire damage. Nice. Shotgun is still loaded with fire bullets. As you swing round and just shoot, the mask completely disintegrates as the fireball hits him. And 
this is obviously just like a soul or something because there is no face in this armor. Well, that's deeply unsettling. Deeply, deeply unsettling. What you want to do? Um, I'm going to action surge and fire again. Okay, roll to hit. Okay, that is 18 plus. Uh, stop gun. Stop gun that. Uh, stop gun that. Uh, uh, plus five, isn't it? Uh, wait, what? So, on my, on my experience, it's plus five. Do I change that or that's just the bolt scanner one? I don't know. Um, on your shotgun, it's dex. It's proficiency, but only plus dex to your older hit. It's a ranged weapon. Dick Daddy bonus, you say you hit a plus five. Plus what? Proficiency bonus. Right, so to roll a hit, it's yeah. your dexterity bonus plus your proficiency bonus, and the damage on your shotgun is 1d12 plus 10. Yeah, so my mind is a mush at the moment, I'm so sorry, Alex. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's 10, so it's 20. It's 20 We've been going a while, to be fair. It's 23 on it, isn't it? We are actually quite quickly approaching the end, though. Okay. Okay, and my d12 is a, only a 10 this time. Plus 10. A 20. Fire damage. 20. As you take another shot, he like falls to a knee looking pretty badly wounded. Sorry, it, because it's not a real thing. Mm. It's like a clone or something. As you take another shot, it like falls to the ground, managing to just keep itself up as it lifts itself back up and just... You think it's looking at you, but obviously there's no head, so it's kind of hard to gauge. Okay. And, um... With my bonus action... Uh, I am going to... Has, um... Alive, you used your, um... Bardic operation. You have... Um, how is it within, within 60 feet? I think only a lie is within, is within distance, really. Alive um, and Picasso are within 60. Okay, I will cut by the operation again. Alive, Picasso, and on, um, and on Elephant Boy. And Prax, for that matter. Where is Prax? On your shoulder, currently. Hmm. You can't you only cast it as many times as your as your Yes. Bonus. So do you have any uses left? Uh I have two more uses. So who What is your bonus like plus ten or something? Um I get I have four uses to use, this is the second time I've used it and there's not rest. You've given it to a lie, you gave it so I think you, you get, ah, get it to I, I, I do see. It it's per person, yeah, so. not per group. In that case, then. Yeah. In, ah, okay. But in that case, then. Uh, just a live Picasso. But that's my bad. That side of things. I still get used to the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. So are you giving a use to Doran because you have no. three uses left? I only had no because I I should have used up two the first time. Then, so. Okay. So Picasso and Alive. Alive. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Alive, it is your turn. Um, he, he, this demon thing looks back up to you. 
The name's Tadibulus, by the way. I think that's more out in the open now. I love you! Looks like you've got a traitor in your midst. Well, Tadibulus, I'm a lie. I will be your executioner this evening. And I shout to the rest of them, Go to Ran, they already have the Elder Tortle. And I'm going to lunge at Tatibolus because I'm going to finish this fight. The other... I mean, Reed did say step aside. This is a lie stepping aside in a way. That's fair. Make me your attacks. Uh, one glaive, one dose of Eldritch Blast right in his stupid face. Okay. And it's three beams. So the lowest of all of those was... Okay. It was a 22. They all hit, then. Where are... Beating. Glaive is 10 damage. And then that's 20 from the Eldritch Blast. Following which, I will use my bonus action. I'll use my bonus action to cast Hexblade's curse on this guy. And then Prax goes. He's going to yeet himself off Reed's shoulder where he was just kind of vibing. And just going to try and bite the guy. Just be annoying. Okay, that's fine. Make him roll to hit. Let's see Come if the, the goodest dragon a boys can hit. Wow, goodest dragon boy can hit. That's an 18 plus 4. You go nom nom. Five damage. He just kind of bites at the guy's ear. <laughs> really necessary, isn't it? As he looks up at the dragon attached to his ear. Uh, so that is Assassin's number one shot, and he is going to take a shot at your back ally with his necrotic arc bolt. Natural one. So the bolt sails past you, slamming into the ground. A mouse. God darn, assassin's the worst. Uh, oh, sorry, I've got to go. Yeah, that's fine. I can finish. It's, we haven't got that long left, so that's fine. I can yeah, run read for a minute. Au revoir. Matt with his bloody social life. Yeah. Uh, Tivolus looks at you for a second before he um, uses his action to cast Greater Invisibility. Oh no, you fucking don't. <laughs> that will end his... He will start to move, so you can... You have... You can sense it, so you do have an opportunity attack. It is at disadvantage because he is an invisible creature, but you still got the option to roll I'm going to lunge for him. 
Damn. Calm down. At disadvantage, that's still a 23. Yeah, so you can roll damage. Well, I basically go, oh no, you fucking don't. I do 10 slashing damage to him because I literally just kind of uppercut where I know he was. Nice, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, at the end of his turn, he is going to use a legendary action. He also has to do a concentration save. Well, yeah, he does. Because uh, I did 10. damage to him. Yeah, he succeeds that. He is going to use a legendary action. And what? You see this weird, like, silvery line around him as um, it, it feel his presence feels like weird for a second, and the presence only disappears from in front of you as Praxodike is like holding on, and then suddenly just like bobs, and he looks around confused. But that ends their turn, so Doran. Let's see, what is, what is the Cleric going to do? Uh, the Cleric is going to... There's not a lot the Cleric can do, so the Cleric's going to skip his turn. Assassin 2 is dead. Uh, Picasso, what do you want to do? As you look up, you can see... You can see Ran pointing towards the, um, you can see Ran pointing towards the weird, like, wobbly wall as Tatipolis disappears in front of you. And a lie didn't stop them, so I don't know where they went. Yeah, he turned invisible with greater invisibility than teleported. Uh, with that then... Picasso will just use all of their movement, and since I'm hasted, I get a whole bunch of it to begin with. And I'll use all of my movement to get to Rand. It's fine. Uh, you, with a huge leap, you jam. Do you, are you landing on the ship or next to Rand, or are you, well, but that's about ten foot under Rand, or are you um, landing on the wall? I'll land on the wall then. I'll say with the speed you can dig your claws and as you like slam into the wall near Ram and you can see the like ripple of the wall next to you. Can I like try and put my hand through it? Your hand goes clean through the same area as Ram. It's like this ten foot ten it's by this like ten by ten cube of this rock wall that should lead out to the sea. Seems to ripple and you can feel like a cold, muggy air behind it as your hand is through this illusion. Uh, well, I clearly need to eat myself through this. I, I have to find Elder Tortle. That is fine. So you eat yourself through that. And that takes you out of combat. Uh... Ran, you're next. You see Picasso throw himself through the um, this wall and seems to just disappear. Obviously, I've got to go take. 
Uh, you circle through. Reed, can he beat the DC? Um, no, he can. You just see Reed, Flake, starry eyes, looking round for this, um, looking for this demon, hands, like, against his heart, like someone who's in love. So that ends his turn. A lot, you just, you just hear to the left with a legendary action. You just hear to the left of you. You know, this would go down so much simpler if you didn't get involved. Yes, well, I'm dead either way, so might as well make it interesting. So disappointing. I'm gonna have fun to killing you. Does it sound like he's talking in my ear? It sounds like he's directly on your right-hand side. Uh, I... As, like, I sense, like, him creeping on me, I'm just gonna cast Arms of Hader, just in case he is right there. As you slam your glaive down in these arms, slash shockwave just shoots out of you. There is no, there is no sound. Is it feels like nothing's hit. I just look around and I'm like, fuck it. I will bitch slap Reed to try and get him to snap out of it. You charge over to you charge over to the Loxodon and um to Loxodon and Reed. Reed sees you and tries to move. The Loxodon realizes what you're doing, so he quickly just picks up Reed with his trunk as you run up and just slap him as hard as you can. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, lover boy. Oh, what's, wait, 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 what's going on? We're going that way. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do that. Can you put me down, please? <laughs> Fine. As he sets um, Reed back down. I'm gonna go clamber up a wall like fucking spider monkey. Yeah. Right, as you start to make up your way up that wall that locks it on and, um, Reed, right behind you. Um, you suddenly feel these clawed hands grab the back of your head. And he's like, you think we should take this party somewhere else? As, as he just, there's this big boom as he disappears, taking you with him. But with that, the camera goes to black. That's where we're going to end. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Matatat Productions.